You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Who here has ever been involved with house renovations? Maybe you've been the one that has instigated it. Maybe you've just been a part of the process. Or maybe you've just been the innocent bystander. I was part of the Innocent Bystander Brigade. My parents decided to renovate our house when I was a child. So our house went from a three-bedroom house with one living area to suddenly all these extra rooms, all these extra big, big, uh, big rooms. And the kitchen was moved into the new area, so that was completely renovated and upgraded. I'd like to say that this process took six months. No, it didn't. It took a lot longer. I think my parents read this and decided to do it. Isaiah 54 verse 2. Enlarge your house. Build an addition. I think they may have taken this as plural. Spread out your home and spare no expense. Renovating and enlarging. Even if you haven't been through this personally, you may know that there are always things that happen that you weren't anticipating when you're renovating and enlarging. Extra, ho- extra costs, hold-ups, chaos. Amen. There may be times when you are stuck due to maybe there's a shortage of supplies or manpower or just not enough hours in the day. And there'll be things that will need to get up to code that you weren't anticipating then your contingency plans may be eaten into and the things that we experience when we talk about enlarging through renovation. So expect the unexpected. What does it look like? What it looks like when it's finished can be so amazing. It can be not what you're expecting at all. And, but when it's finished, it's just something that you can relax and enjoy. But there's things that you may not expect, like an unfinished bathroom, that takes many years to be completed or an unexpected fire. When our new kitchen had been finished, I'd asked my mum, I was about 16, I said, Mum, can I please go make some popcorn? Sure, how do you do it? Okay, what you do is you put the oil into the frying pan, into the pot, sorry, and then you wait till it gets hot. So I went and sat back down in the lounge room to watch TV. And suddenly mum said, what's all that flickering on the wall? And I said, oh, I don't know. Ran in and there's a kitchen on fire because I'd sat back down rather than watching the oil get hot. So the good news is this morning, and that was a kitchen of the new renovated house that you just saw. The good news is that I knew the strategy to get out the fire. I grabbed some, I grabbed some flour and I chucked it over the fire. Of course, it went everywhere in the process. But let me encourage you, sometimes when we go through a time of enlarging through renovation with God, the enemy will try and make you see, think, get rattled and say, hey, hang on a minute, was this really worth this, this process of having this new thing in your life? Well, I'm here to encourage you, yes, it is worth going through the process of enlargement, even if the unexpected happens, because it is a process and it can be messy. It can be disorganised and chaotic, but it is exciting as something new is being created. There is a process of taking out the old and bringing in the new, bringing change to an area that seemed restricted and creating more space bringing change to see something you have always wanted. 
And Isaiah talks about this in Isaiah 54 verse 2 and it says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. And the Holy Spirit, as I was reading this, just wanted me to remind you and encourage you, do not hold back. He has got truth and space and new things for you this morning. Do not hold back. What does enlarge mean? Make longer or more extensive. To make greater in quantity and dimensions. To release from confinement or pressure. So to enlarge, extend and set free. Isaiah 43, 19 says this, See, I am doing a new thing, a new renovation, fixing something that is broken or not working, changing something for the better, healing in an area of your life, changing a work situation, healing to your family, new horizons, new perspectives, increasing your emotional health and capacity. Can you see it? If you're struggling to see what God is doing in your life, or it may be a bit too unsettling, God is with you and He will make it clear. Do what you can do and trust God to do the rest. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Is there something new God is doing in your life? Good news is when God takes us through a process of renovation and enlargement or doing something new, He is always with us. There may be times of chaos or unexpectedness, but He is with us every step of the way. There may be times of pain as the old is being taken out for the new and replaced, but He is with us every step of the way. God knows how to bring out beauty. God knows how to bring out beauty in you because He has already seen it. Are there areas in your life that God is wanting to renovate and enlarge? Is there something new God is doing in your life? You've had that nudge from the Holy Spirit. You've heard that whisper from Him encouraging you that what He has for you as you allow Him to lead and guide you and a thought that just won't let you go. We see in the Bible people who experienced enlargement. David says in 2 Samuel 22 verses 37, You have enlarged my steps under me so that my feet have not slipped. And in 2 Samuel 20, 22, 20, it says this, He brought me forth into a large place. He delivered me because He delighted in me. David went from being a boy who was overlooked to killing Goliath. He faced hardships during times of enlargement, but God brought strength into his life. That is the truth for us this morning. He will not allow our feet to slip and we can cling and hold on to that truth because God is bringing beauty into our hearts and our lives. You know, Gideon experienced being enlarged by God. He went from being fearful to leading his people to fight the enemy and see victory. God is in the process of bringing something new into our hearts and our lives. So this morning, let's again visit the story of the Israelites entering the promised land. 
God wanted them to experience an enlargement, taking them from what they had known into something new. They hadn't had their own land for some time as God began to take them through this process of enlarging their location. They had been slaves in Egypt and God led them out under Moses' leadership so they could enter the land that God had promised them. Caleb was going to experience a new renovation and enlargement. Moses had instructed 12 men to go in and check out the land that God had promised them. Caleb was one of the men who had gone into the land to get a good look at it. They were told to bring back a report of that land, what the land looked like, what were the crops look like, what was the water supplies looked like, looked like. What was, who was living there? What people groups were living there? Were the cities fortified and large? Were there giants in the land? And to bring back samples of the produce, for example, maybe some of the fruit. So these 12 men had all seen the same landscape. They'd seen the same peoples, the giants and the produce. Each man was given the opportunity to see what God wanted to do for them, create something new in their families new opportunities and experiences, stability through having lands of their own instead of moving around, their own produce instead of manna, the experience to conquer and lean on God to see the victory. You know, something took place in Caleb's heart when he saw all that God had for him. What was it? We can uh, hazard a guess. I know that there would have been faith that would have risen up in his heart, excitement and God's perspective. Each man could have experienced this as well. This was not unique just to Caleb and for Caleb. This land was for all of them. Enlargement of their faith and trust in God. Enlargement of their location. This was for all of them. It was God's promise to Abraham and was God's promise to them. They had experienced captivity. They had experienced being slaves, but now God was doing something new for them. Maybe you're here today and you've never had your own land or maybe your own family or house or opportunities to occupy and influence. Maybe you're wanting new spaces that God has promised you. This morning, you can trust in Him. When the spies returned, they gave their report there was such a reaction. There was a reaction to the size of the cities. How can we do this? They are so large and well protected. You know, there might be things that God is talking to you about in areas of enlargement. It might be putting some money away for something special and knowing that you now need to tighten your budget in which to see that happen. There was a reaction to the different peoples. Maybe that God is leading you into a place of a new job or a new space and having to learn to talk to new people. There was a reaction to God. What are you thinking? How could you do this to us? You know, seeing it that what God is doing is not actually to you, but it's actually for you. Are you noticing that there may be some reactions in you when God is leading you to something new? When God is bringing challenge? when the Holy Spirit is whispering to you of something new, what response are you giving him during this time? What did Caleb see that ignited something in him and never, ever left him? An opportunity 
a dream that stayed with him for 45 years. He had seen possibilities that strengthened his faith and trust in God. He had seen the blueprints for a better future for himself and his family. You know, all the spies had seen the power of God through the plagues in Egypt. They had experienced God's deliverance and God's protection over them and their families. They had all walked through the Red Sea on dry land as God parted the waters for them. They had moved away from captivity into a land and they had experienced this all together. This was not unique to Caleb. This was all of them experienced what God had done. When they looked at the land, as they looked at the potential that was before them, the new that was before them, the enlargement that was before them, the renovations that were before them, Caleb looked at the landscape and applied what he had just gone through to this new situation. So the men are big, but my God is bigger. So the men are bigger and greater and more, so the men might be bigger, but my God is more powerful. So some of the land, we will have to fight for it and defeat giants. But our God has just brought us out of slavery. We saw God just doing an amazing thing in our hearts and our lives. We saw deliverance. We saw our eyes being opened to all that God is and how powerful He is. Our God has just fought for us and led us through. God has moved on our behalf already. And Caleb said, I know I, that I know that I know He will do it again. He will do it again. And in Psalm 34, verse 8, it says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. You know, it was put on hold, but it never, ever left Caleb. He had seen, he had experienced God's goodness towards him and his family already, and he chose to continue to trust Him for this new situation. Have you seen something that has never left you, that has stayed in your spirit? Maybe a dream you had when you were a child. Maybe going to a meeting or a camp and something happened that just triggered some excitement in you and has never left you. Maybe a prophetic word that resonated within your spirit, a picture for your family, a desire for your marriage. Please know It may have felt at times it's been put on hold or there have been hold-ups to what God is doing and showing you. But if God has said it, He will do it. His Word won't return void. And Caleb experienced this and so can you and I this morning. We can experience His mighty hand coming in and bringing deliverance on our behalf. We can see His mighty hand helping us to defeat those things that need to be brought down. There's things that may have happened in your heart and your life and you're saying, God, I've got questions. God, there may be confusion. God, what is going on? But let me encourage you as you continue to trust Him and hold on to Him, He will do what He has said. Yes, there may be holdups. Yes, there may be 
chaos. Yes, there may be confusion. Yes, there may be years involved. And I'm not just talking about one, but there may be years involved. But if God has said it, He will do it. And if it's in your heart, if it has never left you, God is going to bring it to fruition. There's things that I've experienced as a child. There's things that I've seen as a teenager. There's things that I've experienced as an adult. And God never let it go. He never let it leave me, but I knew in due season, I knew in due time, God was going to bring it to pass because His Word will never return void. There is beauty in you that God is bringing out. Beauty for ashes. You may feel like, where is my life going? Or you may feel like, oh, but have you seen what I have gone through? You may feel like, but have you seen the situations that I've had to face? I don't feel beautiful. In fact, I just feel like that fire that was set to the kitchen. God, what are you doing? This morning, His encouragement to you is He is bringing beauty for ashes. His Word will not return void. If you can't see it fully yet, it's okay because God is working on your behalf. Sometimes all we need to do is just take one step in front of the other, knowing that the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding us. And we may not see two years down the track, but it doesn't matter. God has you. God has you and is working on your behalf as we trust Him in His guidance. In Joshua 14, 7 to 12, it says this. This is Caleb speaking. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea despite the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. I gave a good report. But my brothers who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Yet I wholly followed the Lord my God. I said, with God, we can do it. And Moses swore on that day saying, Surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be inheritance for you and your children forever. Because you have wholly followed the Lord my God, trusted God when others chose not to. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Just as he said, these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel walked in the wilderness, and now behold, I am this day 85 years old. And I'm still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then for war and for going and, going and coming. So now... So now, Lord, give me this hill country which you promised me and spoke on that day. For you heard on that day how the Anakim were there with with great fortified cities. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall drive them out as the Lord has said. What did God do to help Caleb? God gave him strength, strength for enlargement. What is strength? It is the power to defeat. It's the power to resist and support, the capacity to endure. What did Caleb need strength for? Enlargement. God gives us strength for enlargement and for seeing the new. What had God done for Caleb during this time of being in the wilderness? He had kept him and kept his strength. God's amazing strength protected Caleb. 
For us today, God will give us strength to protect us. You know, all the older generations, all his friends, the people that Caleb had relied on and trust on, they all died. They had all passed away. They were no longer around. So now there was no longer people that he was familiar with and he had to rely on God and his strength. He is now 85 years old and surrounded by the younger generation, but still is strong. That is a miracle. God kept him, protected him and preserved his strength. He was the same as he was when he spied out the land. He had still strength to enter, strength to receive, strength to conquer, strength for himself and his family. That is the goodness of the God that we serve. What does that look like for us today? God's strength in our lives. Today, what do you need strength for? To know when the enemy is wanting to attack the plans that God has for you. Strength to know how to stay strong in God and not retreat, but to move forward even when the enemy is trying to take us off course through, for example, confinement or maybe disappointment. Strength in the, even in the face of seemingly lack of resources. God is with us. And his strength is with us. What did Caleb need strength for? Strength to expel. You know, imagine Caleb. He has wandered in the wilderness for 45 years. He's now 85 years old. And instead of sitting down in his rocking chair, he is preparing for battle. He is preparing to drive out the giants that are in the promise, in his promise. He gets to exercise his faith and authority in God. What is God preparing for you today? You may feel like you've had times of wandering, but in God, it's still been strategic and his hand has still been on your life because God is always, always doing something. He's never staying still. And even though you may not see it, there are still things that God is doing on your behalf. What is the new place, new to replace the old? God is preparing you for battle. And for Caleb, it was these giants. These giants had been around for a long time. They were not something new. They had been there for over 45 years. Caleb had known about them and would have been in his, and this would have been in his mind from time to time. During those years of wandering, he may have had thoughts like, oh, can I, can I really do it? Who's going to help me? Who, how can this be done? I may look small, but my God is big. Those giants had been around for a long time and they, and they needed to go. These giants had settled comfortably in the land and they thought they had rights. They thought they had ownership of the land, but they were wrong because this land was his and he was doing some renovating. He was getting rid of the old to make way for the new. It was time for these giants to be expelled and defeated. What does expel mean? It means to drive or force out from any enclosed space, to drive out, force, to leave, to expel the inhabitants of a country, to eject, to throw out, to banish, to exile. All these things needed strength and this needed courage 
This needed God's authority and power. This needed process and strategy from God. To eject, to drive out, to throw out isn't easy. He needed God's strength. What does that look like for us today? During a time of enlargement, we may need to expel. Expel expel those things that have settled, maybe reactions and attitudes and responses in our hearts and our lives that have settled. And things that think that they have a right to be there. You may, th- you may say, to, say to me this morning, yes, but you don't know my situation. I have a right to be angry. Well, you might say to me, I have a right to be stuck because of what I've gone through. But during this time, it's a time to expel those attitudes and those responses that are only going to bring hindrances later down the track. And remember, God is with you. God is wanting to arm us with strategy and his weapons to expel. He doesn't leave you by yourself. He is always going to help you and be with you every step of the way. And He is wanting to show us that with Him, we can experience the new. We can experience enlargement. He is wanting to be our strength. These giants may try and intimidate us and they may say to us, well, you can't get rid of me, but beware it's only a tactic of the enemy. And with God, these giants are coming down in the name of Jesus. Because His strength is with us and He is giving us the ability and the power and His authority to expel those giants. In Psalm 46.1, it says this, God is our refuge and strength and He's always with us in times of trouble and good times. You know, God, I need your strength and I'm going to speak this scripture into my heart and to my life until I know that you are with me and I feel it because you are with me no matter what. And I'll declare your word. I'll keep declaring your truth until I see those things gone in the name of Jesus. His word brings confidence. His word brings assurance. His word brings authority into our hearts and our lives. This was Caleb's land. This was his place of enlargement. So during the time of enlargement, they just had to go. Is there something that you need to drive out of your promise this morning. What God is giving you in your land, it's your place of enlargement. God is on your side and will give you the strategies needed to help you expel. Ask Him for help this morning because He is with you. What did Caleb need strength for? Strength for the future generations. Joshua 14, 9 says this, And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance for you and for your children forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. This land, this promise was going to pass onto his children. So he wanted to drive out those giants so they didn't have to. He didn't want to pass those giants onto his children. Giants of fear, giants of disappointment, Giants of broken relationships, giants of unbelief. He did not want to pass them on to his children and his children's children and to the other families around him. He needed to expel them for their benefit and for his benefit. This was his legacy for his children and the generations to come. It's our legacy to pass on to other people, to our families, 
to other people that are going to be coming into this church. They need to know that God is real. They need to know that God is all powerful and that God is strong and working on their behalf. There are testimonies in this place that we are passing on to other people to say, if God did it in my life, He can do it in your life. He can do it again. Amen. He can do it again. There is a journey. There is a process. But there is strength from Almighty God this morning to drive out those things so that you do not pass them on to the future. There are testimonies. There is beauty because God is with us this morning. And His strength is for us this morning. Strength to enlarge, strength to expel and strength for the next generation. What legacy are you passing on? What goodness of the Lord are you passing on to others? Because I know you have a testimony. I know that God has done mighty things in your heart and your life. And this morning as we close, I just want you to know that God is with you. His help is with you. His power, His might and authority is with you. His name is above every name, above every sickness, above every circumstance, above everything that we face. His name is above every name and His strength is for you this morning. And right now, I just sense the Holy Spirit is just coming right now and just bringing strength into people's hearts. It's like a steel is being placed in your spirit. And because of that, you're going to rise up from this place and say, I can do it because God is with me. Those hardships that I've been going through, those times that have been hard, those circumstances that I've been facing, God is placing a strength within your spirit right now. And there is a rising up that is saying, oh, I can do it. We as a church could most certainly do it because God is with us. Amen. Lord God, we just thank You for Your power. We just thank You for Your love. We just thank You for Your authority and Your might. We just honour You that You are a good God and Your strength is with us and You are with us every step of the way. Lord God, you know each individual in this place. You see what they're going through. And I know right now that your strength is being imparted into their hearts, into their emotions, into their spirits in the mighty Name of Jesus. Because you are bringing change. You are opening eyes to see the new. You are getting rid of the old for enlargement. Because Lord God, you are a God that is always moving and you are taking us with us, with you. And we are going with you this morning. We are holding you by the hand and we are going with you this morning. And we are rising up and saying, yes, Lord, we can do it with you. Because your strength, your ability, your power is with us this morning. And Holy Spirit, you are with each one of us. Whispering right now in people's hearts, whispering right now in people's ears, saying, This is the way. 
This is the truth and I am the life. I am with you every step of the way. What a, what a beautiful message. Such an encouragement for, for all of us, just to remind us that God has consistently been true generationally for thousands of years of leading people into their promises. Stop and ponder that for a moment. Sometimes we can feel so isolated in the things that we're going through in life or the challenges that we're up against. But as we look at the Word of God and we look at what's happened in the past, He's done it before and He's going to do it again in your life and in your family's life. Potentially there's people who are here this morning or watching online who who don't know Jesus personally. And the, the reason I want to touch base on this right now is that sometimes we can think, so how can I make my life better? How can I enlarge my life? How can I, I see these things out in front of me that are things that I should be doing, but how, how do I get there? Well, the truth of the matter is we never truly get there unless Jesus is in our heart. Like Caleb, Caleb didn't get there by chance. He chose God and chose to obey God and then stepped into the promises. It's true for every single one of us. If our heart isn't God's and God is in our heart, we're just wandering through life. And God doesn't want that to be true for any of us. He wants to restore us, wants us to step into the promise, wants our hearts to be enlarged by Him. And so I just put it out to everyone in the room this morning and people who are watching online now or later on, that God loves you so much that He sent Jesus to die on a cross, be buried and rise again so that our sins could be forgiven. We touched on it during communion this morning. But I just put it out there again. If you don't know Him personally, there is a pathway open to you to step into relationship with Him. Loves you so much. And so I'm just going to give everyone this opportunity to pray this prayer after me. And it's a prayer of coming into relationship with God about asking for forgiveness for your sins and choosing to follow Him. Maybe you prayed it before, but you've been doing your own thing. Maybe, maybe you've prayed it before, but you, it's like you've grown a little bit despondent because the promises haven't come to pass when you wanted them to. Maybe you've never prayed it. Wherever you are today, I just want to encourage you, step into relationship with God. Why don't we pray this prayer? Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to go to the cross, be buried, and rise again for the forgiveness of my sins. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you raised Jesus. I surrender my life to you. Forgive my sin. Today, Jesus, I choose to follow you. Enlarge my heart with your spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.